I'm not in pain. I'm in love with pain. Pain is a virtue that is a necessary evil. But pain never signals about how evil is necessary. It makes you feel love in all places, but it also makes you feel hate in the same places. Sometimes you got to put on your shoes and keep walking. Because the more you walk, the more soul you have. And the more soul you have, the more hate you have for yourself. Welcome to episode 33 of the Off and Beat podcast. That is um, just some made-up bullshit I decided to say. Never thought of that before. Sounds like some virtue signaling if I ever uh, heard of it. Making sure this cord doesn't get under the table. Um, even though I'm all about stuff that happens under the table, if you get my drift. I'm not talking about mob deals. I'm talking about the deals of bobbing heads. Below the table. You don't need a buzzer to let you know your table's ready. Because, um, baby got those back while her hands are on your ribs. Even if, uh, you have to push a little farther to get to your ribs these days. You know what it is? It's just the brown sugar from the barbecue sauce on the ribs. And, uh, you know, it's appetizing. Welcome to Chili's. Oh, welcome to Chili's. Chili's is really like a national pastime, now that I think about it. Chili's is one of those things that... It will be around when there's uh, great depressions. It will be around when the economy is thriving. It will be around when all the businesses around close down. Because Chili's is... You know, owned by a company that owns like eight other restaurants are basically the same. People that own Chili's are the same people that own uh, Macaroni Grill, uh, Applebee's, uh, TGI Fridays. Um, one of those fake Mexican restaurants. I think like Huey Louie's or something. It's not a real Mexican restaurant. It's overpriced Cantina. Well, I can... Um, Understand why I need ya. And uh, by the way, today we are sponsored by. Let me turn it. Ghost. Today's flavor is a Warhead Sour Watermelon. And it is disgusting how much I can smell my breath. But uh, can't you keep up, baby boy, and lose my breath? Which I hope I will lose my breath. Because then I would have a. Baby. Damn, that's a dark meaning. But you know what they say. If the meaning has light, then the meaning means just that. Light. Which means, if you always just see what's bright, that means you never look past what your eyes see first. You got to see the darkness turn into oblivion. Without darkness, 
you don't appreciate the light. But when there's nothing but light, you don't appreciate the darkness. Um, kind of like, you don't appreciate one leg until you lose it. You think that one leg is bothering you. You think you feel a little imbalance in your legs. You think like, ah, all I need is my right hand. Well, you know what? Lose your left hand. You realize how much your left hand alleviates the power from your right hand. Especially, you know, when you're um, powering through the motions. And by powering through, I mean um, your penis. That is not a... Timing does not go well over the audio. As you can tell, I'm not sure if I'm tired or if I'm just sluggish or if I'm all the above, all the above. Back when T-Pain, ironically, now he bitches about how all artists sound the fucking same when in reality, um, when he started, the only thing that made him different was the fact that, um, actually, really, he wasn't all that much different than most pop stars that used auto tune or all that stuff. But I guess, uh, you could say off the T, he was a pain all day in the sun, swinging clubs on a sub. At Firehouse. Best sandwich at Firehouse Subs is Club on a Sub. And you don't need a membership. I do want to... You know, I've been thinking about getting like a golf membership. Because you know what? I think at the age of 25, that's what's going to get me to the promised land. Swinging drivers. But I don't need Adam. Even though it would be nice. Kylo Ren. Or is it a Renning Kylo? I want to know where you stand. I feel like I probably shouldn't even record this pod. I'm really... I don't think I have the mental um, sharpness. I feel like I need like a sharper image. By sharper image, I mean... um. You know, can I welcome? Let me introduce myself. I want to flip a coin for your coitus tonight, and maybe when we have coitus, we can say lovely thighs, even though you definitely won't be complimenting mine because I. Struggle with blood flow in the hamstrings. So when I do hamstring curls, it feels more like a um, contraction. My hamstrings feel like, I'm assuming when you give labor. It's just very tight contractions. Yeah. Tightening your lips and your eyes. You know. Squeezing baby. Squeezing the hammies. It's basically the same things. Both of you can get a little hamstrung. Ha ha ha. Oh, there I am. I think we're getting the ball rolling. We're getting the ball rolling. It's kind of like a... 
Remember back in the day when they used to have those overnight uh, bowling things for the youth? Like from midnight to 6 p.m., you could bowl all night. And it sounds fun in theory. They used to have, I think they used to call it like sleepover or whatever, slumber night. You basically bowl for overnight for six hours for free. Thing is, like after hour and 40 minutes, man, your, uh, your fingers, if you're actually balling, you got to pace yourself. You know, you got to watch the curves because you can't be doing that for six hours. Bowling is not one of those things you could just do for six hours without, um, you know, long-term damage. And, you know, unless you want to be that fucking guy to put on powder like you're at the gym at the pull-up bar when all you're doing is pulling up from 58 feet away down the lane. How long is a bowling lane? I think it's like 70 feet, something like that. Not 100% sure. But um, I'll uh, spare the details <laughs> and uh, strike in like the Empire with Adam Driver going down the lane. Oh, Jesus. I'm a star at war, but your mom's a whore. And she dropped me off. To bowl with you because she wanted a night alone with your dad. And mine did too. This is beautiful poetry, Clint. Well, why don't you continue? I thought you would never ask. You would never ask. And so I got us a little bread basket. We put a little eggs like it's Easter Sunday. Except, uh, here comes Pierre Contel getting rammed by Lola Bunny, which I would I would slam Lola Bunny. I don't know if she's legal of age in Space Jam, but Zendaya is. And uh, damn it, Tom, damn it, Tom Holland, why do you get Zendaya? What did you ever do, huh? Get to pretend to do little spider webs, and yeah, Cotter and yours. What a lucky, what a lucky guy. I don't know what, I don't know. I think this will officially go down as probably the worst podcast in history. And I'm okay with that. Sometimes you gotta have a few bad ones to appreciate the good ones as, um, Muhammad once said in J. Cole's room on the third floor, I just want to take a walk in the city with my lady. And when my lady says, let's walk, I say, yes, sounds like a great morning plan, except I got work. She says, no problem. Good thing that I don't. I say, you should walk with me to work. She says, why don't you instead come over? And I said, I would, but I know my words. She says, what does that mean? I say, you know what that means? She's like, do you want to come over? I said, yes, I do, please. Can we go to IHOP in the morning and I'll wake up and drive 40 minutes to you? I know I just changed the whole plot. <laughs>
Because we live in this city And at first I said we would walk And all of a sudden I added a car And that changes the whole plot But that's okay Cause she tastes like a coin Who hasn't gotten in the slot So that means she's not spent But it means I will spend All my morning and nights To let her play to let her stay, to let her go, so she knows I'm not unhappy. Ha. See, in current days, you thought I was going to say something else, but I'm not. Snap, snap. I feel like I'm doing like a whole like play here. I'm doing a play off the top of the head. They call it improv. I say it's beauty. She says you love me. I said, but I don't even know you. She says, but you knew me back when I didn't know you, but I wish I did. I said, well, that's very contradicting, but let's go about our day. She says, let's go and meet your parents, by the way. I said, how about not? She says, where I'm from, that's kind of important. I say, good for you, but not for me. Everyone's parents different. She somehow doesn't understand. She thinks you should meet each other. After the first glance in my pants, like, what? Why do you need to meet my mom? So she sees what she created. And she sees my bad judgment. And I'm like, damn. So I start to question all these things. I'm like, why? Why, Clint? Why? Do you want to come over? And I said, maybe. We don't have to do nothing sexual. I said, bitch, you're crazy. Why would I come over? So we got breakfast. I said, but I'm diabetic. She says, why is that relevant? I said, that's typically why I do the yeah, this stuff. She says, I can make stuff without sugar. I said, but if you don't give me sugar, she's like, not that kind. I said, okay, that's a beautiful way to say, hey, why don't you want to make pancakes? I said, damn, it's like you read my mind. And she's like, ha. I do know you from the first time I saw you on the martyr train And I said, wait, I never rode the martyr train She's like, oh, must have been someone else I was thinking of, ha 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 I said, that's not a ha ha moment, she says, ah ha ha I said, na na na, she says, la 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 because you make me ring my jingle bells I say bells never fails But tells will tell all tells Damn, Clint How do you do this? I say a lot of lonely time and laying at night Why don't you hold my hand and we can go for a ride? She says, that's not really what I'm into. I said, well, it is tonight. Like, you got something better to do. She says, maybe I do. I got friends, you know. It's like, 
are you sure? She's like, not really. I said, didn't think so. Um, she's like, I want to meet yours. I was like, hmm, that's a hell of an assumption that I have friends. She said, are you saying you don't have friends? I said, yeah, I have a lot. She's like, well, let me incorporate to your life and we can live as one. I say, but I barely live one for myself. How can I live for us? She says, she says, because when you find a purpose other than yourself, that's when you find yourself. I was like, don't do that Drake line on me. I think it's that one song where he said, what is that he said? I forgot what he says, but we know what he says. She's like, you can't reference Drake in front of me. Drake is my my favorite artist since closer to my dreams. And I said, I think I just got a little bit closer to mine. And I winked to her eyes. And since she gets the reference, she says, ah. So, do you want breakfast or do you not? It's 11 p.m. and I have to get to bed. I said, but you just said you don't have a job. She said, that doesn't mean I don't go to bed and have a schedule for myself. And I say, farewell. I said, well, what do you do all day? And also, how do you afford to live in an $8,000 penthouse if you don't have a job? She says, don't ask questions. I said, I think it's a fair one. She says, but you promise not to judge me. I said, I always judge. I'm not going to lie. I kind of think you're a slut. She says, I used to be, but I've completely changed. I said, yeah, that's what they all say. She says, fine, you want to know? I said, eh, mainly just for context, because none of this makes sense. You live in the third highest grossing city, and your income doesn't match shit. You must trade stocks or do some crypto shit. She says, I'm actually very highly against public companies. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? She said, point taken. So what do you do? She says, well, if you come over tomorrow, I'll tell you. I say, all right, fine. I'll wait. You're reeling me in. You better not smell like fish, she says. Hi, you think you're getting in? I said, well, I've never gone into someone else's apartment and not hit. She said, are you talking about abuse? I said, depending which part you're referencing. Mm. Maybe we'll make love and... Love each other for us. And I say, probably not, but that's okay with me. She says, be here at 6 a.m. And we can start our morning. 
I say, fine. I'll tell my job I don't have to be in till nine. She says, cool, so we have a couple hours to get to know each other fine. I say, yeah, and I put in quotations, get to know, ha ha ha. And for the audio, that means I'm about to let this girl know that she's a hoe. So I set my alarm for 5 a.m. I do a couple girls just to practice. And I wake up and do a couple curls to get the veins popping. And then I walk over because remember I don't have a car. So I get over there, I have the address she texted me, and I say, hmm, nice loft. She says, I get that, a loft, ha ha ha. I said, damn, I like your humor, but I don't want to, you know, fall in love too quickly. So I'm going to pretend I didn't like, so I show her I didn't like. I walk in, unimpressed, walk into her loft, highly impressed. Said, damn, this is a nice place. It would be nicer if another man was in your space. She says, well, maybe you can move in with me. I said, hmm, let me see how your pancakes taste inside of me. I do like bananas on my powdered cakes. She says, huh? I said, I'm talking about my pancakes. She's like, just clarifying. You never know these days. And I say, I get that. But if you're into that, then I wouldn't mind. She says, I'm actually on a diet. I said, I'm not talking about the pancakes anymore, but okay. So she turns on the skillet. She asks me what's on my mind. I say, other than you, nothing of importance that I can think of at this time. Speaking of, it's 618. We better get the flipping. She says, I gotta wait for it to preheat. I say, cool, 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 cool. So where are you from? She says, Missouri. She said, what about you? I said, don't worry. She says, it's a pretty standard question. Same one you just asked me. And I say, I know. I asked. She's like, then why can't you just answer and say where you're from? I say, because if I do, you'll probably judge me. She says, why would I judge you? Do I seem like the judgmental type? And I said, I don't know a whole lot about you. So yeah, I am the judgmental type. So, we are sitting in the loft. She says, do I sing? I say only sporadically when I talk about the story in the future. She said, did you used to listen to musicals and watch? I said, of course I did. How about you? She says, no, that's for faggots. And I say, oh, me too. Well... Wasn't that hard? Could you figure me out? She's like, is that a Nickelback reference? I say, god damn. You like Nickelback? 
Holy shit. We have something here. She starts to grimace and smile and says worthwhile. She says, I figured you out. I said, somebody gotta give like that. I say, what's your favorite song? She said, this afternoon. I said, no, what's your favorite song? She said, this afternoon. I said, no, I know what's, I know this afternoon, but what's your favorite song? She said, they have a song called This Afternoon. I was like, oh, whoa, relax, relax, relax. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, it's okay, it's okay. Just know if today was your last day, it would be a great day. She's like, I see what you did there. I said, yeah, me too. Hopefully you're not far away anytime soon. So far away. So far away, far too long. She says, you're not going to go long distance. I said, depending if you... Freak me out, she says, but I know where you live, and I say, oh shit, why do you know that, but cool, oh man, so we connect on Nickelback, we have a common ground, she says, what are you doing later, I said, when I get off of work, she says, well, obviously. I said, well, probably go home and chill the fuck out. She says, can I join? I say, not really. She says, why? I say, because I like my alone time. And I'm spending my morning not alone with you. She says, mm, turns me on. Makes me want to spend more time with you. It's like, did you not hear me? I just said I like alone time. It's like, yeah. But see, if you wanted alone time, you should have said you wanted to spend time with me. Because then, I would have let you have your alone time. Because I got to make you on your toes. But now you got me on my toes. And I say, God damn it. She says, no, it's a good thing. I was like, no, it's not. She said, what are you worried of getting hurt again? I said, why are you assuming I was hurt in the first place? She said, because everyone is. I said, fair enough, but you don't know why I'm hurt. She says, well, I'm a woman, so I assume you are hurt. And I say, God damn it. This is why I didn't want to come here. I just wanted your pancakes. She said, well, sometimes you get what you get. And I said, oh, I'm going to get what I get in about 25 minutes. And she says, oh, you are a funny guy. I'm not giving you no cream pies. I was like, ha, I see what you did, but don't worry. I'm all about keeping it guarded down there. She says, why well, I don't wear condoms at all i said well i know you wouldn't because you're not the one putting it on she's like no i don't let no one wear condoms when they fuck me and i said that sounds a little unsafely 
She says, but it feels so much better. I said, I agree because you're wetter. And it feels like a little letter. And the letter is P. And I don't mean penis. I mean pregnancy. She says, but I'm fixed. I said, why would you fix yourself? You are 56. She says, ha ha, I'm 26, you whore. I was like, I know, I know. I just like over-exaggerating what's here at the table. She says, you can eat me later. I say, what? She says, huh? I said, hmm? She says, fable. I was just seeing if you were paying attention. Ha ha ha, LOL. I was like, why would you say LOL out loud? That's something you only text and you don't actually say it with your mouth. And she says, Word of mouth, I said, touche, she says, what about him? So she flips my pancakes, and she puts little blueberries in the kitchen. She has a whole drawer of fresh fruits. You can tell she goes bi-weekly because they're half frozen and the other half fresh. You could tell she's probably not home all that much to have all fresh. It's all about preservation. So as she's stirring my cakes, I say, what do you like? She says, I like stories, and I say, I got a couple I can say. She says, do you read at all? I say, I read a little. She said, what do you read? I said, monkey in the middle. She's like, I've never heard that one. And I said, that's because it's not a real book. She says, oh. I don't get the sexual innuendo you're trying to make. I was like, me either, because nothing sexual. And I can't use the word Malcolm, because that would mean she thinks I'm a faggot. And I can't say that, because then that kind of defeats the whole purpose of this whole interaction. I just want to know what you're doing tonight. She says... Take me home, and I said, but we're at yours. She says, let me know, and I say. Let's go to the museum. She says, what museum? I said, whichever one you want, it doesn't matter. We can go to the mummy one. She says, meh, seems a little tedious. I say, agree. Let's not go to the museum. Let's go to the aquarium. She says, why? I don't want to feel like a fish out of water. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, wait, is that a reference to your stanky pussy? She's like, no, no, no. I say, ho, ho, ho. I just asked the questions. Stayed in the obvious. 
And there's only one issue. We can't go to the aquarium because I have an ex-girlfriend who's at the entrance. And it'll be really awkward if she sees me taking you here with the free ticket she got me for my birthday last year. That would be very slapping in the face, she said. But you had to eventually use the tickets anyways. And they expire in a couple days. And I say, fair enough. But still fucking weird. She said, well, we're going. I say... But I have work. She's like, no, you don't. Not anymore. I said, fair enough. I was going to fuck myself. Who needs a job? When I got you. So she looks me in the eyes. She says, I got a confession. Or to not freak you out, a little surprise. And I say, "Hmm, the surprise part actually freaks me out more than confession. But continue on. What is your confession? Before you tell me your confession, are you going to usher me in and tell me I'm your boo? She says, not even close. I said, fair enough. Let me put the red light up here. You don't have to call. She says, but I wish you would. And I say, "Mm, okay, good. I say, so what is it you feel you need to tell me? She says, I have feelings. And I say, um, yeah, I've kind of felt that for a long time. She's like, no, no, you don't understand. I have feelings for you. I say, oh, so you really like me. She's like, no, 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 no. I have feelings I say, oh, so you're in love with my personality. She says, not your personality, just your physical attraction. I say, "Eh, close enough, they're the same thing. Both have a lot to be desired, but for some reason so captivating. Got a lot of plot holes, very misbalanced. But for some reason, at the right times and the right day, leaving me for someone else would be a challenge. And she says, nah, I could leave you in a second, but I would still have these feelings. And I say, I don't like this feeling that your feelings contradicting my feelings, telling me to feel something I don't want to feel because I don't have these feelings for you. And she says... Even better. I was like, how is that better? That's actually very toxic. I just told you I don't have these feelings, but you have way stronger feelings. And she says, which makes me want you more. And I say, that's actually very traumatic and unhealthy. I think you got Stockholm Syndrome or some shit. She says, you should eat my placenta. I say, what, bitch? And she's like, take a bite of the pancakes I made you. So I took a bite. And I was like, wow, this is really good. She's like, guess what's in it? And I was like, bananas? She's like, no, my placenta. And I say, wait. She's like, yes. When you eat my placenta, you'll love me for life. You can never not think about me when you smell any woman like me. That's why I purposely wore this generic 
perfume. Cause about 10,000 other girls in this city were the same too. Which means when you smell them, you'll always think of me. And when you smell them and think of me, you'll wanna come fuck me. It's just my essence. And I want your baby. I said, but you're not even mine. She says, don't, I think you're going crazy. I say, no, bitch, you just fed me your placenta. I feel like that's actually a lawsuit in the making. She says, no, I looked it up. You can't sue me. I was like, wow, you really did your research and looked this up. That means, holy shit, you're fucking crazy. She said, crazy for you. I was like, no. You no, you, you you're not even the attractive crazy. This isn't this isn't even fun anymore. I'm going home. She's like, you can't. I was like, why? She's like, look at the news. So we turn on the channel, and it's breaking news. My apartment on Sixth Avenue has burnt down to the ground. So she says, I guess you should just live here now. And I say, no, bitch. She's like, well, you kind of don't have a choice now. Did you not watch the news? I said, well, I got news for you, bitch. I'm suing you. She's like, you can't sue me for the placenta. I said, I'm talking about you burning out my apartment. She said, ah, it's not that big of a deal. I know what's best for you. I say, oh, really? Burning down my place with seven months left that I'm going to owe. You think that's what's best for me? She's like, yes, because living with me, you can start brand new. You can start working from home and do the career you wanted to. Because I know the job you have isn't what you strive to. I say, but I don't even know what the fuck you do. She says, you don't need to. I said, I kind of do. If I'm going to stay here and work on my career and life. She says, wait, do you even want to be with me? I said, well, I guess we might as well be. Because you're about to have my kid in about nine months from now. Because I already ate your placenta. Which means there's only one girl I'll ever have fucking have sex. And think about when I think about eating placenta for the rest of my life. (sighs) I was like, fine. I'll live here. I just have one request. She says, unlimited sex. I said, I feel like that's a given. You did burn down my place, but that's not what I'm going to request. She said, what's your request? I said, well, let me say it. And she says, well, then say it. I said, I'm trying, but you keep saying to say it. So I'm just going to have to say it. She said, fine. What's your request? I'll do anything to make you happy. I want pancakes every fucking morning just like this. She says, fair enough. Happily ever after. Clint and the lady that burned down my apartment. Love is love, eating placenta, the bond is stronger than ever before, and there's your 25-minute screenplay, which I actually feel like is probably like 36 minutes. That was not planned. I literally just set a screenplay, set a musical play, a whole plot storyline off the top, improv, and here we are. Damn. Not bad. At least some came out of it. This is probably 
when I re-listen to this, I'm probably going to want to shoot my foot. But hey, hopefully I... Oh, by the way, for the Spotify listeners, anyone... Um, episode 32 is on YouTube. Um, if anyone wants to go watch it there, even though I know most people just listen to the audio version, which is fine with me. Um, but if you notice, episode 32 will not be on the feed ever because something happened with the audio file at the end of while I was recording. Some about the audio program shut down and I couldn't even save what was left of the file or whatever. So... Episode 32, Pure Audio, will never see the light of day, but the video and audio will is on YouTube. Luckily, my camera, you know, luckily that didn't stop. So, but, you know, um, episode 33, this episode, will be on all streaming platforms and video. And, yeah, great episode today. Probably not, but uh, story time. What should I name this? Should I say Clint's musical of the lady that burned down my apartment? Because, you know, love is love when you love your love. It's crazy how even though I did a highly exaggerated version, that would never probably happen in real life. But it's kind of like in Fight Club. Uh, If anyone's ever seen Fight Club. When Tyler, I forgot the name, but Tyler, uh, the one that Brad Pitt plays, which is basically Edward Norton's subconscious the whole time, but during the movie you think it's two separate people, and really Brad Pitt is the subconscious that Edward Norton actually needs to actually get out of his rut and get out of the cycle that he's in, and... He, uh, his subconscious burns down his lifeless apartment, all that, where nothing was happening for him. And he had to burn it down just for him to actually start new somewhere in life and actually do something different that he's always saying he wants to do. But, you know, he gets caught up in the cycle that we all get the rat, the rat, was it the rat, the rat cycle? Yeah, the rat race cycle, whatever, just life, keeping up with everything and Brad Pitt just basically burned it down for him. And Edward Norton wasn't even mad. Like, typically when your apartment gets burned down, you're like, damn. Probably gonna be really mad. Like, why the fuck you do it? He's like, you did what I was always afraid to do. Thank you. Thank you. Alright. Trust issues. I don't know how you can have trust issues. Now, it is fair to bring up. So, if your best friend, or your girlfriend, or your boyfriend were to burn down your house, your apartment, wherever you live, because that would actually be what's best for you, because they know what's best for you, right? They would actually burn down your place, because they knew if you never burned it, if someone didn't burn down your place, you would never force yourself to get out of your comfort zone, which really, burning down where he lives and Fight Club is really just a metaphor for um, burning down this this box that's restricting your full potential in a lot of ways. So, but if someone were to literally burn down your house, and it turned out to actually be the best thing that could probably happen to you for a lot of reasons. All your belongings is gone, all the stuff that doesn't matter most of the time. You have a fresh start in life. How would you feel? 
Would you be like, thanks? I know I'm going to have 100000 left on that house to pay off because I didn't have a um, homeowner's fire insurance. But hey, thanks for fucking up my life. But hey, I feel so much better. Yeah, I don't know. Who am I? I'm just a guy who shrugs along and thinks about you. Alright, I'm gonna end it there, kinda like I'm cutting the cord of one of those old people homes who pretend to give a fuck about shit when they really don't. Uh, People that work at those retirement homes where they're basically just letting people decay away and just taking thousands of dollars a month from each, those, probably like $5,000 a month probably from those people that are dying and it's just free money. It's just free fucking money. Alright. That's uh, episode 33. We're one. We're 33.3% of the way to 100 episodes. We are literally a third of the way there. To big ol' 100. Alright guys. Hope you enjoy this musical, theatrical, scatterific play. It was like a combination of a musical and Sam Hunt. A little bit of talking and a little um, very specific dialogue and then a little theatrical notes. Jesus, smelling my burps is really disgusting. Alright guys, uh, like and subscribe. Um, and uh, remember to um, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Oh yeah, and remember this sucks some titties. I think I forgot to say it on the last one, but we're back. Suck some titties. And baby, baby got back. Oh. All right, guys. Have a great day whenever this is posted.